0: All right, welcome to the Chaz Palminteri Show. It's Monday, Monday at 11 o'clock. You know what that means. We have a new show today. We're going to talk about a lot of great things today. One big thing. Uh, But before I do that, don't forget If You want to see the original one-man show that started it all. The original one-man show. That started it all. Don't forget June 17th uh, at the Tribeca Film Festival. um, Bob De Niro and myself, they're going to show a Bronx Tale, I think in 4K or 5K? Is it
1: Most likely 4K.
0: 4K. And then uh, Bob De Niro and myself, we're going to go on stage. We're going to answer questions from the audience. You can get tickets through the Tribeca Film Festival. Check it out. It's going to be a magical, magical night. Uh, again, if you want to see the one-man show at Bronx Tale, go to Uh June 11th, I will be at the Richfield Playhouse in Richfield, Connecticut. At the Richfield Playhouse in Richfield, Connecticut. Uh, I think some tickets are left. Uh, you got to see it. You got to put the one-man show on your bucket list. The original one-man show, before the movie, before the musical. And also, June 23rd, I'm going to be in Dover... Delaware, at the Rollins Theater. I think that's in the casino there, John, if I'm not mistaken.
1: That is at Rollins Theater.
0: Rollins Theater. And that's June 23rd. So, uh, what are we going to talk about today? I've been getting a lot of things, uh, thoughts. An incident happened to me maybe about five days ago. I was uh, home and somebody rang my bell the gate, like you can't get into my property unless you, I have a long driveway but there's a gate in front, I'm all gated. So a guy hit it and I thought it was Amazon. You know, so what do I do? I It's my fault, I got all these cameras, I didn't look, I just pressed, you know, the button to let the gates open and let the person in. So I was uh, walking around my house and I said, gee, I, I, didn't, I look out the window, I don't see the truck. The Amazon truck, you know? So then I look out and I see this guy walking down the hill. Coming down my long, long driveway. And I see him. And, and, you know, it's pretty far away. You know, 300 yards away at least. I see him walking towards my home. Walking? How did this happen? And what made it strange, John, I tell you, was he had his jacket over his hand. And he was walking with his hand covered. Now, look, I'm a street guy. The only thing that could hurt you is somebody's hands. That's why when a, when a cop arrests you, the first thing they say is, show me your hands. Because he can't shoot you with his elbow, his knee, his hands. That, those, that's the dangers. That's the danger zone. So as he's walking down, I got out. I went out in my front door, and I said, stay right there. I told him to wait. But as he's talking, he kept coming down farther slowly. He must have been about in his 20s. And he's saying to me, I have to talk to you. I have to talk to you. And I yelled back at him, talk to me right there. Talk to me right Stop. Do not continue. Talk to me. And he kind of didn't listen. He kept inching his way forward. And I wanted to say, show me your hands. But I said, all right, don't get crazy now, Chaz. And I kept saying, stop. He goes, oh, no. I said, talk to me right from there. I yelled it. Now he's about 75 yards away now. Okay? And he stops because my... I have a king shepherd. I had four of them at one time. Now I only have one left. And he comes running out, and he's very old. But he came running out, got between me and him, and started growling. And he said, your dog is scaring me. And I said, well, that's the idea. That's what he's supposed to do. And he goes, I need to speak to you. I go, speak to me from there again. And again, he says, no, I I have to, and i And then my dog really went into, like, protect mode and started growling. And he uh, got scared because my dog was inching up the hill. He turned around and ran. My dog did not chase him. And so I started thinking about that. You know, I, I realized it was a stupid thing I did. All I had to do was walk over to the camera and look at it, but I was lazy. And I didn't think that would happen, you know. So why am I talking about this? Because I started saying, let me talk about home defense. What are you doing for home defense? I have a great alarm company. I have cameras all over my property, all over. You can't get near me without being on tape. You know, 24-hour surveillance. And here it was in the middle of the day, maybe 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I fell asleep at the wheel and I pressed the button to let someone in who all I had to do was check and say who it you know, and see who it was. And I didn't do it. So my dog, uh, the King Shepherd, his name was Kaiser, named after Kaiser, so say in the movie uh, Usual Suspects, if you know the movie, uh, had four, I had one left, they all passed away. And I have a little cockapoo. And she's the best watchdog of all. So my dog is going to pass soon. He's, you know. So I have to get another dog. So before we talk about many ways of home defense, John, I wanted to share this with you. I found this uh, this, uh, person in California. And I've always had German shepherds, but king shepherds, not just German shepherds, king shepherds. Really big, 125, 130 pounds, and I love them. But I went to this kennel there, and I saw these uh, Cane Corsos. Is it Cane Corsos or Cane Corsos?
1: I am not sure.
0: Okay, I think it's Cane Corsos. So I went to see this breeder there, and I have to give him a shout-out. The name of the kennel is D-O-N-A-T-O. How do you pronounce that? Donato? What?
1: Donato, maybe? Donato.
0: Donato underscore underscore kennels. And his name is Brad. And the most gorgeous carne corsos I've ever seen. I mean, I I don't know why I'm telling you this, because there was one there I fell in love with. And my wife and I are debating to buy it. But if anybody has a kind of corso out there, I'd like to know your thoughts on it. I went on YouTube, I looked, and the only thing, and we, we're loving, we're great dog people. We will socialize it. But the only thing I'm concerned about is my home. You know, we have a very, uh, humbly I speak, a beautiful home. And I heard that they drool to the point that there's nothing you could do and it's like on the ceiling, on the walls. And we can't have that. I, I, I don't know. Is there a way to combat that, to wipe them down constantly, maybe all the time? So if anybody has a Cane kind of Corso out there, let me know what your thoughts are on that. But if, you, if you're looking to buy one, this guy is the most beautiful Cane kind of Corso. Incredible temperaments. In, incredible, incredible size and color. I, you know what is that? You know, let me just stop this here for a second. I mean I get I get nothing out of this. I'm just I'm just an incredible dog lover and I love what Brad uh, is doing there. It's Donato underscore line kennels. You can go on uh, Instagram. Uh, just incredible, incredible dogs. Wow. So uh, but if anybody has feelings on it, about Cane Corsos, if you have them, if you know about them. Let me know what you feel. I mean, Brad is pretty open and honest. And he said, look, you know, they drool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't hide that. No, he was stand-up guy and very honest with us. So I'm saying to you is, uh, what's your experience? Do you like uh, Cane Corsos? Do you like German Shepherds? Do you like Bull Massif's? We like big dogs. I don't know, we've had so many German Shepherds, you know John, that we thought we'd try something different and I fell in love with the Cane Corso, just a beautiful breed. But but, but the story, what I'm saying is my dog who's 15 years old, older, gray. Boy, when that guy came down that driveway, Kaiser perked right up and the guy ran. I heard from policemen who said, you could have the most sophisticated alarms, you could have cameras all over, but the best deterrent is a dog.
1: Well, security cameras not going to physically stop a burglar.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah, I didn't think of it like that. But I mean, I mean you see, if you come to my property, you see, it says smile, you know, you're on tape. And you come anywhere near all my acres, you're on camera whether you come from the back, the side, the front, it doesn't matter. You're on camera, 24 hours surveillance with the police station. So, but still. Now, maybe this guy, maybe I'm making more of it. But the reason why I say that was is because why didn't he stop? I live in a place where you really got to know where you're going to come to my house. You just can't stop at any house on the road. You come to my house.
1: You have to go out of your way. You got to go out of your way.
0: So I asked other people if they saw, if they, because I had them on tape and I showed them to the police and they took, they took the tape of it and I showed it to my other, some people in different areas, they have uh, homes, uh, you know, like mine and I showed it to them and they didn't recognize, nobody, you know, went to their house. So I say home defense. Now, I'm a Second Amendment person. I believe in that. I believe in the Second Amendment. I do. Uh, I mean, that's a whole other thing. You know, we can get involved. You know, and I always tell people, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. I make my decisions based on what I feel. You know, but I'm a Second Amendment person. And people talk about gun laws. Uh, Yeah, okay. And you know what I say to people who want to talk about gun laws? Like now they're banning ARs and they want to ban all guns. Here's what I say. Again, you know me. I never talk about politics. I just don't. But some things I go, you know, this incident made me, made me feel something that I don't mind talking about. And that is, Having something there with me at that moment made me feel better. There was a calmness about myself. I would never um, take out a gun. I would never do it unless my life was at stake. I mean, my life has to be I'm going to die before I pull a gun on somebody. I'm going to die. I could handle myself very well and I'll do whatever I got to do. But if, if I ever pull a gun, it's like, I'm going to die. I mean, I know this is it. Someone's going to kill me. There was a feeling about it that I was okay.
1: Like insurance.
0: I'm just having it with me, have it, on, having it on my person, you know? And I, I again, I'm not one that everyone should have a gun or carry a gun. Legally, may I ask, if you carry a gun, you must get a permit for it, legally. But I say to you folks out there, for the people who want to take guns away from everybody, I'm willing to have a conversation. I'm willing to listen. Can we make uh, laws better, like these uh, gun shows and things like that? Yes. You You want to make it? 21, okay, I, you know, I'm, I'm a lot for that. You want like a, a red flag laws about if someone, if they, you know, mental illness, absolutely, I'm for that. But, and I say this to the other people who want to take away guns, you will never get a serious discussion unless you first take away guns from the criminals. You got to do that first. If you do that first, then people, law abiding people say, hey, you know what? They're serious. You know, okay, let's let's sit down, let's have a conversation here. But when places like Chicago and Philadelphia, New York, 50 in Chicago, 50 shootings every weekend? 50. 50? I'm gonna say that again, 5 0. 50 shootings every weekend, eight or nine young boys dying. Dying. I mean, think about that, folks. How could you, how could anyone take you serious when you allow that to happen? How? These young men, and a lot of them are young black men, dying. I mean, you know me. You know the movies I've made and the the places and my charities and things that I've done? I'm very much into, into civil rights. Very much. You want to stop crime? These gangs? I say, you know what you got to do? Mafia was pretty powerful at one time. And what really brought down the mafia, John, was the RICO Act. The RICO Act took down the mafia. Okay, All right, you were happy about that? Okay, I think you got to do, if you want to take down a lot of these gangs, you got to do the RICO Act. You have to. That's the way to stop crime. You got to take the guns out of the bad guy's hands. After you do that, then people got to go, hey, these people are serious. They want to protect our kids. But you're not going to protect anybody or no one's going to take you serious until you take the guns out of the bad guy's hands. Okay? You see how it is. Drugs, are, drugs are, you know, were illegal for years. Did it stop drugs? No. Bad guys are always going to get drugs. Bad guys are always going to get guns. So talking about people on the pro-gun side, they're saying, hey, so you want to take my gun, but you want to leave the guy with his gun, so where does that leave me? And I think that's why they get resistance. But I'm willing not to put up resistance, but do that first. Take the guns away from the bad guys. Stop the crime in the street. You can't have people committing crime and then two seconds later getting out. You can't have that. You can't have there's no law against resisting arrest. What? You can't have that, folks. You can't walk into a place and rob the place. As long as you don't go over $1,000, you could do it. Guys, you can't do that. You can't have drugs in the street that are rampant. You can't have apps on your phone to tell you where the blocks where you can't walk on or where the blocks where the most people defecate. And that's where you got to watch out for the people who defecate on that street. What is this? Is this like a. This is the United States of America here. And again, I'm not pro either. I'm not pro Democrat, pro Republican. I'm not. Never been. Okay? I've always been an independent. And I, I try to talk about common sense. I would like to do and sit down and talk about gun laws. I really would. But you can't do it unless people think you're serious. You can't have 50 shootings in a city and then tell people who are law-abiding citizens, but we want your gun. You can't do it, man. Makes no sense. Uh, I can't believe I got on this ramp. I always try never to talk about politics. But... It's a cr- Look at these young men, mo- a lot of them minorities, dying in the street. Ten year- olds, nine-year-olds. 16 year olds. I went to uh, Baltimore and I spoke at the uh, juvenile prisons there to try to read some of these kids. Good kids, some of them are really good kids. just you know, grew up in a family not no father around. Not good. Do you know, and, and I think, um, and again, uh, I don't know the numbers exactly, but I think it was 20, like 27% in the 50s where uh, black homes, children grew up with a mother and father. Now it's like, now uh, now it's 80%, single, 80-something single, percent single family. Father's gone. Over 80%. Eight out of ten of these minority kids have no family, no father. Listen, my father, my mother was tough, but my father was tough. You guys know my dad from a Bronx tale, that Lorenzo. De Niro played my father. That was my father. There was no bullshit. The streets were not getting me. Okay? And if it wasn't for my father and mother, who the fuck knows where I'd be? So that's how important it is to have uh, parents and I say these pe- and I say these uh kids you know uh, and a lot and look and again I don't want to preach but a lot of uh, pro sports players pro pro rappers politicians let's not listen this is not a white and black issue totally here uh-uh you know 10 kids 11 kids. That's nothing to be proud of, you know? These kids don't have a father. Sure, you have a lot of money. You can send a lot of checks. You can send send 500,000 to each one of them to buy them off. But what happens to that kid? How could you be a father to eight kids? How? It's impossible. And some very rich white people, too, okay, who I know, who has 10 kids, 11 kids. And just because they're rich, it's okay. But they also happen to be brilliant, and we give them a pass. No. No. You can't get a pass, babe. You can't, whether whether you're white or black or Hispanic. You you father five, ten kids. That's nothing to be proud of. I mean, you realize those kids will then have children of their own and you and probably those children will be abandoned just like they were and it just perpetuates and perpetuates and the cycle never ends and then from that you talk about gun laws it's like you got to solve the problem it's like having a cold and you just wipe your nose your nose is going to run again you gotta solve the problem. And the problem is at home. Denzel Washington talked about it. Denzel, who's, you know, besides being one of the greatest actors around, talked about it. He says, Where's their parents? When he was in Chicago, we saw these kids, 11, 12 years old, murderers. They called them yummies. They were murderers, he said. 11, 12 years old murderers? Where's their family? Where's their father? It's too late then. It's too late. You can't get them at that. Once 11, 12, and they're like that, too late, gone. So if you really want to have a serious conversation about guns, then you got to do your due diligence. You got to put the people away that have the guns that are criminals. And if people think they could do anything they want without going to jail, people will do it. You know, I always tell the story, John. Back when I was uh, growing up, uh, remember the A tracks? There was the A tracks. People used to have A tracks. You're too young for that. They would have A tracks in the car. We used to put the big A tracks in. There was a the big thing to rob them out of cars. All the junkies would rob them and sell them. <clears throat> and there was a, a wise guy bar on, um, on uh, Southern Boulevard where we would go. And they would rob, they did it a couple of times. So what the wise guys did, they got into, a, they got a van, they went to where these junkies were. They grabbed two of them, threw them in the car, two of the leaders, and they told them, "You want to rob eight tracks? Go right ahead. You rob on the other side of the street. On this side of Southern Boulevard, you never rob again. If we find out that you rob something here, we're coming after you too. So even if you didn't do it, we're coming after you. So you tell your friends." Do not rob anything on this side of the street. That side, do whatever you want. We park our cars on this side. You got it? From that day, there was never an 8-track stolen again. Fear is a big motivator. Trust me, folks. If you know you're going to go away for many years carrying a gun, walking around, you might not carry it. So we're talking about home defense. Uh, And I got off on this rant.
1: Well, people are getting too comfortable with with guns and putting fear in people's eyes. I have this crazy story. I was in Austin, Texas, staying at a friend's apartment complex, and we walked out of his door, and there were two guys fighting. Mm. One was 14 and one was 16. He knew who they were, and they were brothers. Yeah. The 14-year-old, it was over 100 bucks. The 14-year-old got so pissed at his 16-year-old brother, and it was a single mom who was breaking up the fight. But the 14-year-old... Pulled a gun on his 16-year-old brother in front of his mom. Killed him. He didn't kill him, but he threatened his 16-year-old brother in front of his mom no, at no, 14 years old. What is he doing with a gun? What well, that's the thing. Like, what's he doing with a gun? What's the
0: mentality of 14-year-old doing with a gun?
1: The fact that he was so comfortable to pull it out in front of his mom to pull it out in public at 14 years old was just mind-boggling to me.
0: Uh look, is there a gun culture in America? Yes. Do you ever think you're going to get rid of all the guns in America not going to happen it's not going to happen folks but if you want to start a meaningful conversation then you got to do what I said you got to control take care of the gangs do the Rico act put people in jail who carry guns that's the only way it's the only way you could do it then you could talk to the people the law-abiding citizens who carry guns and say hey why don't we get together Could we can we do anything to make it even tighter and, and then I think reasonable people would listen and say, you know what, man, you guys are serious. I see crime going way down. All right, let's put our heads together and see what we can do. But the way it is now, no. You can ban all the guns you want. Ain't going to happen. It's just not. It's not going to happen. I mean, uh, so I believe in getting a dog. I, I You know, I want to get another dog. Let me know what you think of a of, of a Conicorso. Or German Shepherd or a Bull Mastiff. Those are the dogs. I thought about a Great Dane too. You know, maybe a English Mastiff. Dogs like are big dogs. The,
1: they're the best form of defense, in my opinion. I, I personally love them. I mean, they're loyal. They'll do anything for you. What
0: kind of dog is that?
1: Well, just any dog in general. They're the best form of defense. German Shepherds are my personal favorite. Yeah, for I that. love Shepherds.
0: I've had them all my life. But you know what? I had. A, I, we have a Cockapoo, Coco. She's the greatest watchdog of all of them she sees anything anything that moves she barks you don't have to buy a big dog for your house folks just a little dog if she, if they bark that's all you want you just want a warning they bark you want a warning so um yeah i don't know and so if you have any ideas folks i'd really love to hear what you got to say because um yeah you know, listen we love dogs and we know a lot about dogs but i but i like to hear people talk about uh so tell me do they drool all the time is it like a no-brainer a deal breaker don't get it if if you can't handle the drool that's all i want to know
1: i'm curious to see if anybody else has a better method rather than cameras an alarm system a dog or a gun to defend your home like what are other options what else is out there what else could you do
0: i mean look obviously a gun is the last line of defense you don't have, I mean, if a guy gets over through the cameras and the gates and the guards and the dog, this guy's coming there for something. Okay, this guy, and I always tell people, like I read these things. You know, people uh, want to uh, uh, carry a gun and they want to express their. Uh, you you can't get a gun unless you're trained. I believe you should be trained. I believe you should. Uh, have takes a 16 hour courses, a few of them. I think people should watch another person train and decide, hey, they're efficient in this, they could get it. I believe in that. Absolutely. That you just can't sell it to anybody. And and I get some people on the right who fight with me over that. I mean you gotta take a license to drive a car. You know, I mean you should be able to know how to, how to handle a gun before you get one, I think. You know? I mean it's only right. Uh, so I think both sides have to like come together, but you got to do what I said first. But if you got ideas about how to defend your home or what you thought or what was going to happen, look, I never saw that guy again. He left. He's gone. Uh, I have him on tape. I gave it to the police. He's never come back. Never saw him again. I don't know. I mean, what's your thoughts on the Second Amendment? How do you feel about that? Again, we could go around and around and around. And I know I hear it from people who say, why does anybody need an AR-15? Why is this? Why is that? If someone likes an AR-15 and they have a sporting rifle to go hunting with, that is their prerogative. This is America. But what I'm saying to you is, no one is going to take anybody seriously until you take the guns. What is that? Until you take the guns out of the criminals' hands and put them away, then you might. No, I don't think more than you might. You will get a discussion, because any reasonable person will say, "Look what they've done. There's no more gangs. There's there's three or four shootings in Chicago a week now. It's nothing. These people are serious." we have to meet them halfway. That's the only way. Because if you're a gun owner, you're saying to yourself, no, you're not taking my gun and leaving the bad guy with his gun. Can't do it. Not a good thing to do. So that was my bit on the Second Amendment. I don't like to talk about politics. and That's one of the rare times I ever did. Uh, hope I didn't offend anybody. I mean, I try to just speak from the heart if you got an idea about a dog, let me know. And if you got some ideas about the Second Amendment, <clears throat> let me know. But think about what I said before you hit me with, you want to fight me on it. Think about what I said. How could you take the gun from a law-abiding citizen before you take it from a criminal? Think about that. All right. We'll see you next week. Don't forget. Don't forget. June 4th. Right? June 4th at Richville Playhouse? Yes.
1: I think this is coming out after. So I would say, again, don't forget June 11th. Oh,
0: don't forget. June 11th, I'll be at the Paramount Theater in Huntington, New York. The original one-man show. It's a huge, huge show. Uh, it, it's it's an incredible place. It's one of my favorite places. We have the Foundation Room. Great food. Great night, night out uh, at the Paramount in Huntington. Also, June 23rd, Dover, Delaware, at the Rollins Theater. Uh, incredible place, a great casino. I will see, oh, wait a minute, June 17th, Tribeca Film Festival, Bob De Niro and myself will be screening A Bronx Tale in 4K, and then De Niro and myself will be doing a Q&A afterwards. Go to the Tribeca Film Festival and buy some tickets. See you next week. God bless.